You're listening to Irish Radio Canada as we approach Irish Heritage Month in Canada. And uh, this week we're hearing from uh, the parliamentarian, James Maloney, who was the man who moved it through the Canadian Parliament. And we're hearing also from Ambassador Emma McKee and Janice McGann in uh, Toronto. And we'll be hearing from Cathy Geegan also in Vancouver. And I have uh, Constant General Janice began with me here in Toronto. Janice, thanks a million for coming along. I know you're up to your eyes in preparation for March. No problem. Thanks, Austin, for, for inviting me. Yeah, you're right. It's a busy time. It's our first St. Patrick's Day in the consulate here in Toronto, so we're really looking forward to it. And uh, we, we'd be starting with a bang. So, yeah, it's a busy time, all right. But As you say, it's, the, it's your first one, but it's also the first one really post-COVID, if we can say post-COVID. So what was a hiatus for three years, everyone's bursting at the gates ready to get out. And it's a full month. Um, so I'm sure the preparations are well underway uh, between. And I, I'm going to know I'm aware of the um, one on the 9th of March. Uh, bound for Canada, and we, we can talk about that. And then there's a young Dublin singer coming in on the 8th of March, Sarah Richardson. She's at the Drake Underground, and lots of other things going on. So what have you lined up for the month? Well, now, I mean, you're yeah, right. It's not just my first St. Patrick's Day here. It's the consulate's first St. Patrick's Day, which I think makes it more special. And because it's that kind of post-COVID uh, time, yeah, every, everybody is dying to get out. So if we if we look at what the community is planning and the range of events like the concert like the two concerts actually yeah it's it, there's so much going on and and it's great to see we are going to have two ministers visiting toronto over the st patrick's day period so we're going to have our minister for finance minister michael mcgrath he'll be coming first and i he'll be part of his program it'd be trade he'll have community engagements but he'll also be attending the premiere of bound for canada the concert that's been organised by the Canada Ireland Foundation. And then a few days later, we will have Minister Donnelly, our Minister for Health, and he'll be coming down. And again, it will be a, a trade focus and, of course, a community engagement. And we hope that Minister Donnelly will be able to attend the parade, which is on the 19th this year in Toronto. I know, Dennis, to get one minister to come, it creates a huge volume of work. So to have two ministers coming on your your first, um, they're, they're certainly putting it up to you. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's it's really really exciting. I mean, you know, Toronto is such an important city, and we've such an important community here, um, and it's great we have the consulate, and it's 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 just it's going to be great to have our two ministers here. You know, it's a great way to kind of launch our first St. Patrick's Day, and. These two visits are part of, you know, the wider program of visits by government ministers. And it's it's a huge visit of program. It's a huge program of visits, sorry, um, covering all of the continents. And it's such an important time for us to, to reaffirm our, our links with different countries, to, to reaffirm the importance of our diaspora. So it's an important body of work that the government does. And we're delighted to be part of it and to be able to welcome our two ministers to Toronto. And I know that the community will will warmly welcome them when they're here. You mentioned the parade, and and I say this in the greatest way. Unfortunately, for many people, that's all that exists in March. There's a, a huge volume of people out there, and they think St. Patrick's Day parade, that's it. But it's not. It's it's a much richer, and that the Canadian government have recognised the whole month as Irish Heritage Month, is a reflection on the relationship. And you mentioned the Ireland Canada Foundation and Ireland Park is such a, an important venue 
and location within Toronto and also Grasset Park. So I'm, are there events that will be happening at either of those locations that you're aware of? Yeah, no, you're you're completely right. The the Canada Ireland Foundation, you know, they're doing very important work. You have Ireland Park and Grisette Park. You have the Corlick Building Project now, and of course this concert. And I, I know you were you were talking to to Robert Kearns uh, a little while ago. I, I was listening to that. So this concert, I think this concert is is going to be amazing, and it's one of those events that are going to be marking the story of the Irish in Canada. And and you know that the ambassador and the embassy have been doing a huge amount of work around Irish heritage and and 50 Irish lives. So there's there's plenty, plenty of things going on. And you're right. I mean, you know, we we, we have concerts, we have a mass, we have lunches. There'll be the Irish person of the year. I think the Emerald Isle Senior Centre will be doing something. It's it's, it's very rich and and it's very diverse. But I, I suppose the thing is, when you, when you say that for some people, it's just the parade. St. Patrick's Day means different things to different people. And and if it is the parade, that's that's fair enough for lots of other people. And you see the community organizations, you see the amount of stuff they're doing for St. Patrick's Day. And I find it amazing. I mean, most of those people are volunteers and they're choosing to spend their time celebrating our culture, marking this day. And it's amazing. And if for other people... You know, it, the parade is the main thing. I mean, that's wonderful mm-hmm. as well, you know, isn't it? That they, like, I remember when I, when I came over, I was talking to a lady. I think she was from South America. And we were just having a chat and she heard I was Irish and she said, the parade. I love the parade, <laughs> you know, and she has no connection with Ireland. So isn't, isn't that wonderful that that's, that's, you know, she knows about our, our country so far away from where she's from. And there are so few other countries, if any that would have parades around the world on a scale that the Irish do. And in a city like Toronto, where the Irish population has been regenerating itself over the last number of years, and there's a good young population as well, it ensures that culture is going to stay alive. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, you know, those parades and and those events to, to mark our heritage and, and St. Patrick's Day, that's all down to voluntary efforts and it's it's fantastic. And and there's all it's all the work of the other I can't even name all the organizations. I, I forget one. But you you know, you look at um, for example the work that I can are, are doing to help the recently arrived, you look at the GAA, you look at the dance and the music that's been been organized. It's incredible and and it's down to the strength of our diaspora and and the people we have around the world and it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to see. And for many, I suppose, this would be the one opportunity where they mark their calendar and it gets them to interact with each other. They know they exist, but you know that, for example, the likes of the James Joyce uh, group in Toronto may not necessarily interact with the GA any other time of the year, but it does help bring all the different cultural elements together. Absolutely. It's it's about connection. And I mean, it's really interesting. And I don't know if you find this, but sometimes how we celebrate St. Patrick's Day when we're abroad is completely different to how people market it in, in, in when you're living in Ireland. And it's you're, you're quite right. It's a wonderful time for, for people who are Irish or of Irish um, heritage or just love Ireland to, to connect with each other. That's the one, one of the wonderful things, really. Um, the. I know you have the Toronto International Film Festival, but then there's the Toronto Irish Film Festival, uh, and I can't. Re- it comes up a little bit later on in the year, but uh, Irish films are an integral part of culture 
And, and it is wonderful also that you have the Banshees of Inishirin and, and Colleen Kuhn getting such global recognition. I don't know if you had the opportunity to see either yet. Um, I have seen the Banshees of Inishirin. Um, I know that on Colleen Kuhn is, is coming quite soon for a commercial run. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's going to be in the TIFF cinema at the start of March. And we, we, I was talking to the organizers of the Toronto Irish Film Festival. So we're really looking forward to that. That's, that's towards the end of March. It looks like they're going to have a fantastic program. And I, I know that's a real addition to, to the cultural calendar. Now, you're completely right. And when, when you look at you look at the success of the Oscar nominations, for example, it's, a, it's another example of how rich our culture is and w- what we have to offer. Um, yeah. And there's lots of exciting. I, we won't be able to keep up with it all in Toronto. <laughs> there's so much going on. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to the Toronto Irish Film Festival as well and to, on Colleen Cune. Um, being screened in Toronto quite soon. So I get the feeling, Janice, you're just not going to be available in April. <laughs> we're, we're all having a rest. <laughs> no, right. no, no. Well, well, you know, it, it, we we have lots of stuff coming up. I mean, this is an exciting year. St. Patrick's Day. The theme is 100 years of Ireland and the world, and right. there's lots of anniversaries to be noted. You know, we have the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary of joining the EU, um, 100 years since. For, since we joined the League, what was the League of Nations? So, yeah, no, the, the work goes on, and we we're we're working on all kinds of other stuff, which we hope will happen during the year. St Patrick's Day for the moment, but we we look beyond that as well. Looking back on the last number of months since you've arrived, and given that March is around the corner, what's been the highlight so far for you? Oh, it's it's just fantastic. There's there's been so many highlights. I mean, personally, settling into Toronto for myself and Daniel and my husband, and just learning learning the rhythm of the city and discovering all the fantastic things Toronto has. A real highlight from the point of view of the consulate is that we now have two new local staff, based locally hired staff. They started with us in January, mm-hmm. and that that's incredible. And um, they're they're both fantastic and. It's wonderful to see, you know, you, you come at the start and there's nothing there or hardly anything there. And, and you're, you're setting up the nuts and the bolts. And now we're like in phase two of, of the setup um, where we have the local staff. We're more set up. We're developing our capacity. So, you know, Etna Heffernan, our, our wonderful honoree, honoree consuls, she retired from the post at the end of, of last year. And now we're taking over providing emergency consular assistance, you know, and we're also the point of contact for the ESP applications, the immigrant support applications and the GAA Global Games Development Fund. So it's really wonderful to see us moving through these stages, developing our capacity. I think professionally that's been the highlight for me. When we talked last time, I don't think you had a physical location at that stage. I think you were still in the process of getting organized. You now have got a, a physical address. Well, we're we're in a temporary office at the moment, and we'll probably be in that temporary office now, I'd say, for at least another couple of years. But okay. a big area of work for us in, in this next setup phase is to find our permanent premises, and, and, and we're, we're doing work on that. Of course, once you find somewhere, it has to be fitted out, mm-hmm. and, and you understand with a diplomatic mission, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not a normal office fit out. So it, it would take a couple of years, but no, we're, we're in permanent, we're in temporary offices at the moment, and we, we have our, our local staff and we have what we need, you know, at the moment. But we're really looking forward in a couple of years to having that permanent place. And are you open to 
if someone needs to come in and see you, are you open to the public? If if somebody has an emergency, so let's say I don't know you lose your passport or there's a there's a sudden death maybe at home or there's a sudden death here, you can make an appointment and you can come in to see us. Unfortunately, because we're in a temporary office space, we're just not set up to have people just call in off the street the way you would in a, in a normal mission. But no, we we have had people come in to us, um, and you can make an appointment if there's if there's an emergency and you need some help from us. And we should share the contact information to help anyone there. So where or how, what email address, what phone number or what should they go through the website? And if so, what URL? The best the best thing to do is is to go through our, our website. And it has kind of you can contact us through that. You can get you can get details um, of of the there's an emergency phone line that's operated uh, out of hours across Canada. So so that's that's the best thing to do. And the best thing to do is just to Google uh, Irish Consulate General in Toronto. That's probably the easiest way uh, to get to us. Um, but we we have all the details on our website. And you know we're 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 it's great the fact now that we have more capacity and we can provide more assistance to our citizens. Janice, I want to keep you on schedule because I know you are very busy and I do really appreciate you taking the time. No, thanks very much, Austin. It was lovely to talk to you as usual.